Wine and Indie. Good evening. Welcome to my first episode of Wine and Indie, my personal podcast on indie movies spe uh, specifically. And um, I welcome my first guest for tonight. Hello, Melina. Hello. Thank you, you so much, Paul, for having me. Yeah, you are welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Especially on the first episode. That's really a privilege for me. <laughs> you feel honored, huh? <laughs> I do, certainly. Um, yeah, Melina, how, how are you doing? How's I'm pretty day? good, yeah. I'm glad that I have my glass of wine. I'm ready. I did. I watched an indie movie yesterday to prepare. I don't know if we're going to talk about it today, but yeah, still. We're going to get to it later. No worries about that. Perfect. Let's talk. It was a fun preparation, I must say. So, for all the people that are listening, I'm also not the most knowledgeable about indie movies. I discovered my passion for it, or my uh, affinity for it, in the past couple of weeks. And um, found out that one of my favorite movies of the past years, Call Me By Your Name, um, is also an indie movie, which triggered me to, yeah, to dig deeper. So um, you kind of try to find out more about indie movies with your guests. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess indie movies are a lot with about self-preparation. Uh, <laughs> about self... Reflection? Yeah, self-reflection, but also self-interpretation. Mm -hmm. So you can just, yeah, reflect it on yourself, I guess. But yeah, Call Me By Your Name. It's a great movie. Yeah, for me, they're always a little bit harder to understand than the typical Hollywood movies. Oh, yeah, for There's sure. There's a lot more space for interpretation. It has so many layers, so much depth. Yeah. And also so many hidden, elements hidden that kind elements. of cross each other, like the cinematography, movies, uh, like... Camera work. Yeah, camera work, but also the music. It all kind of ties together perfectly. Yeah. And the acting is always good, unlike in Hollywood <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, as I would say even... That in Hollywood movies, the only good thing about it is the acting and the camera work, and maybe the cine cinematography because they in Hollywood to, movies yeah because they have the money for it you know they can hire the best mm. actors the best cinematographer yeah. if you call them I mean no I disagree actually I think no I w recently watched uh, a Netflix series it was called Emily in Paris mm -hmm. and it was so bad seriously. I just can't believe like it was from the producer from the director from Sex and the City uh -huh. and also the costume designer from Sex and the City was there as well she did all the the outfits and stuff and I just thought the storyline was so blunt yeah the storyline that's, um, that's what I mean the plot is always really boring and it, 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 but I think also the acting like Lily Collins she played really awful it mm. was just boring but And I think with indie movies, I don't know, I just sometimes feel like these little unknown actors are just more motivated yeah. to really play a good performance. Let's, let's clear up the air for the listeners that have no idea what indie movies actually are. Would, yeah. you, would you say you have a good definition, a proper definition for indie movies? I think an indie movie, it has become its own genre since it's basically just an independent movie right yeah and then so, it has become its own genre exactly I, i don't know what indie actually means because there's also indie music no it's independent 
uh, it's actually an independent movie, an independent film, indie film, indie movie. You can so indie uh, is short indie for independent. Exactly. Oh my god. Um, it's a <laughs> I didn't movie. know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a feature film as any other Hollywood movie, so it focuses on one topic, but at length. So that uh, differentiated it from just a clip on YouTube, for example, because it's it's just longer and focus on one topic um, in length, at length. Um, and it's not produced in one of the major film studios. And in addition, it's produced and distributed by independent entertainment companies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not produced in one of the big film studios such as uh, Universal Pictures, Paramount Pictures, Warner Bros, Disney and so on. You know which one yeah, I'm yeah. talking but about. But I though. think sometimes they do um so for example, let's say Wes Anderson, I know that the Grand Budapest Hotel, I think it's a Paramount movie. So sometimes independent movie makers they still Uh, work together with big studios ideally and then but i think for example wes anderson i mean he's a really well-known act um actor, they're director they're, yeah so i think he gets the chance to work together with i yeah. don't know like uh, paramount for example yeah but it's, i think but it's still an indie movie because i think uh the budget like um grand budapest hotel it was really 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 low budget yeah It's crazy to think of it, like how they did it. It's yeah. really amazing how much money they yeah, saved. Often, often the really good directors that are really well known nowadays started as uh, indie movie Yeah, uh, like Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino like, is a good example. What's his first movie again? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Ah, that's his first movie. Exactly. And also Pulp Fiction is considered an indie movie. Yeah, yeah, because I think... At the time he didn't produce in these big film studios. Yeah, Only yeah. later when he gains popularity yes. and um, yeah yeah someone told me that recently yeah. um that he was trying really hard to find people that make uh, i think pop fiction but no one was interested in it they said yeah it's too your scenes are too lengthy like yeah. too long yeah and there's nothing yeah, happening don't follow don't follow the the mainstream uh course of hollywood movies yeah yeah they really um That, that's also what restricts them sometimes when they start um, producing in these big studios um, like Paramount or something they have a specific idea and the the, the um, eventual goal to just earn money right yeah they just want to go with the mainstream yeah. right and the safe yeah money maker exactly yeah what, what do you think why would anybody film an indie movie instead of a mainstream movie that's produced in big Uh, from studios. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obvious. I think Hollywood movies are, first of all, they're very restricted just to American movies. And let's say, for example, Germany has so many great indie movies. Yeah. Also France. Like, actually, almost every country has really amazing indie movies because it's not dominated by a huge industry like Hollywood. Yeah. So I think it also often talks about really niche topics like for example exactly. i don't know like uh, moonlight yeah. i think it's just a topic like uh, being black and gay growing up in a bad neighborhood in florida yeah it's just something very, you never you niche, never yeah. thought about before like i have never thought about this before obviously yeah and then all of a sudden the whole world sees this new view yeah. on this topic 
and they just give a voice to people that no one yeah, yeah. heard before so that's people, really amazing like in independent movie makers they follow a passion right they're triggered they're like induced by passion mm -hmm. and um so when they when they mm, when they get interested in a topic they just want to focus on that and once they start filming in a big studio that focus can be distorted um, by hollywood or by paramount or something so that this passion get, gets lost yeah yeah for just, sure just for the sake of the money because they and also yeah, have so many other influences from producers and writers and marketeers that kind of then draw away from the initial idea yeah for sure and i think especially in germany a lot of movies are subsidized by the government and i think they have way more freedom very often yeah yeah um what what movies have you watched in the past years do you have any examples of indie movies that you um, uh, I, I, yeah i actually about? prefer watching indie movies but i also love rom-coms you just don't have to use your brain i watched recently i watched the Ro royal tenenbaum mm -hmm. uh, what else mm -hmm. i watched the favorite i think that's an indie movie and then yeah Divergent Suicides, Lost in Translation. I really like Sofia Coppola. She's my favorite director. She's director of Virgin Suicide. Yeah, Virgin Suicide, Lost in Translation. And Marie Antoinette somewhere as well. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name, I watched a few times. I watched also, I like French indie movies. Like, do you know the movie Blue is a Warm Color? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's also I haven't watched it yet, interesting though. it's on my list yeah it's a good movie it's i think it represents uh lesbian sexual relationships very badly yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's just you can see that the director was a man which yeah. really should not happen i think if you also film i mean it, it's based on like a comic and if you film um like a love story between two women then I don't think a man should direct it, you know? Yeah. I yeah, don't know, because you can just tell it's directed by, by a man. Yeah. Like, you the should. sex scenes are, like, in a porn or something. And yeah. that's just... Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Of course, a woman can always better empathize with the, with the equal... They should there. also give that opportunity to maybe, like, a gay, di gay female director. Mm. What do you think... Um, yeah, what, what makes it special, the indie movies? What do, what do you think is the, um, is the hook for people to watch indie movies? Yeah, I mean, they often tell stories that are usually not told in the mainstream movies, but at the same time, often it's also things that everyone has already maybe experienced or some people can ex have experienced. Like, for example blue is a warm color it's just now it's the story of two gay women and their struggles yeah. but then also uh, yeah, it's, uh, some like things that are frowned upon but then picked up by indie movie producers yeah exactly like call me yeah. by your name yeah homosexuality for example it's because to call me by your name my friend i talked to tommy about it my friend he's gay and he was like, yeah, the thing is, it's not a gay movie, it's a love story. And that's what I think Call Me By Your Name yeah. really changed 
yeah, this yeah. way of looking at movies that it was not anymore like oh this is about two gay men no it's yeah. just a love story you know exactly they also never used the word gay yeah exactly and i love that also especially because they didn't make it problematic either it was no i mean of course yeah. I- ilio the yeah. main character he ilio, struggled yeah. with it obviously yeah but his parents they basically didn't care like it was that one scene where his father just said like what you two had was really special oh my god it was so beautiful yeah. <laughs> seriously it was really really yeah, nice it was the, one of the best scenes definitely when they sit on the couch and and it and was just so that, yeah yeah he doesn't even i think reveals it he just kind of knows and his parents they're just yeah they also they consider they just don't care you know they they consider doing a, a third person voiceover narration in the movie oh really um to explain also how, how uh, the two main characters feel about um each other and i don't know what they have on, uh, on their mind themselves but they cut it they cut it out um to i don't know to interpret their feelings as a viewer yeah you know, that, i think that's that nice you see um i don't know by their actions by their reactions and their responses to each other how they feel how they might feel it's more you know it's more challenging for the viewer more, yeah yeah there's for more space sure. for interpretation but i think also especially with love and emotions like that it's important that everyone can just yeah interpret it for themselves yeah great um yeah do you have anything you want to uh, add melina um no what's the next uh, episode going to be about um well i posted on twitter um why well, i requested people to uh, to list their their favorite movie, favorite indie, mo- indie movie of all time, and I got I also got responses. So tomorrow I'll try to analyze the movie that was suggested to me. Which is which one? Get Out. From the, who? Uh, I have to check to be honest. Get Out. I think I heard about it. You heard about it? I think so. Get Out. Well, I'm gonna check. I have my laptop right here. Um, by Jordan Peele, or oh, Peele, Jordan Peele, P-E-E-L-E. Ah, it's... It's a horror oh, no, movie. Okay, no, I don't know. Ooh, horror movies. My so, least favorite. <laughs> to conclude, um, we talked a little bit about indie movies, and the difference that we pointed out were basically the budget, the style of the movie, the goal, which is mostly for Hollywood money in the end and popularity, and for any movies, it's more the message that uh, needs to be conveyed. Um, the actors, because obviously any movies don't have the budget to hire the most popular, the most known actors. Um, the equipment, the script, and yeah, also of course the, mar- the marketing. Any movies can't be uh, marketed that well, marketed that, that well, uh, which is why sometimes they remain in the dark. Well, heroic movies have the opportunity to. That's true. A lot of indie movies don't get exposure. Exactly. Exposure. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so you much for by. having me, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. And yeah, that was my first episode on uh, of Wine and Indie with Paul Sierra. That's my name, by the way. <laughs> Should have said that. Um, yeah, and I see you next time.
Thanks for listening. Bye bye.